unless you were visiting some other rock in the last two days you've probably heard the exchange between dr jay shankar and mr bilawal bhutto foreign minister of pakistan and external affairs minister for india this was of course after ms uh, hina rabani khair made the comment that uh, no country has used terrorism better than india is uh, was to which Ms. dr shankar was responding to to which mr bilawal i mean that is the chronology of events clearly uh, i will not go through all the comments in detail but the question that we have to ask is what next what happens from here on have we reached a stage of irreversibility of the ties bilateral ties thawing with pakistan have they taken up a stance and it seems to me that is the case where they are not going to back down something has happened over the last year or so which gives them this confidence maybe it is coming from china maybe it is something internal maybe somebody else we don't know but there seems to be this confidence that is emerging that let's take it on let's see so is this headed somewhere is it headed to a particular conflict is it headed to some kind of an action we don't know ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to the iron man experience a podcast about society art culture entertainment movies pets and in this particular episode we discuss the future of indo pakistan relationships Now before I dive in let me be very clear that this is going to be a slow burn non rhetorical non linguistic commentary I am not associated or affiliated with any political party I have no such political ambitions none, none of that the commentary is purely out of concern for the security of India my country and I try to be as neutral as objective as possible the information that I share is of course gathered from publicly available information and data i use it carefully judiciously filter through the nonsense that is generally available for public consumption and try and find out the root cause or the root analysis of it and so it's purely out of that mindset that predicament that i have this podcast or this episode where the idea is to see how we can be a part of a solution and not be become a part of the problem or add to the existing problem that's the intent and the goal as a layman once i think about how would i do differently what the leaders of our country are doing in trying to run the country and when i say run or represent the country globally one is focus internally get the show on the road as it were make sure there is economic development and general public welfare growth and all that and it has its own share of execution challenges intent has never been doubted execution challenges remain then there is this part about managing the global geopolitics and that itself is such a big misnomer because whose geopolitics are we looking at are we looking at it from indian point of view pakistani point of view the geopolitics is totally different russian side would be something different chinese side would be different and of course united states will have a completely different view so we cannot use the term geopolitics with one broad stroke as it were it is very country and outlook dependent so clearly in this instance i'm just trying to the only information that i have is from an indian point of view and it's not representative of what the government is saying it's what probably i think 
is happening and should happen in this complex equation and so much of disclaimers purely because the idea is to make sure that it is not this information is not misunderstood or misconstrued anyway hence the extra time or footage given to it and so what do you do with a problem like pakistan reminds me of that song from sound of music what do you do with a problem like maria you know it's like what do you do right it's like this child who is mirroring the other child or the elder sibling if you will that since i have no response i have no such great opinion of mine now i will exactly repeat whatever that you've been saying to me that's my way of fighting back that's my way of showing dissent that's my way of raising objection awareness what have you and so pakistan seems to be doing something on the similar lines they are insinuating remarks against india at global forums in whatever possible places so it i often wonder why is that there has been a sudden i won't say a sudden but there has been an uptick over the last 2 years and this is notwithstanding the regime change in pakistan of the message that is coming out of pakistan that they almost seem to be in a finality clause as it were or a finality phase like dekh lenge yaar jo hota hai hoga you know like we'll see what whatever happens will happen kesara sara mode as it were and so i'm trying to think through why are they in this kesara sara mode is there something going on is there something which we don't know in a parallel analogy i think of the pcb chairman the pakistan cricket board chairman mr ramiz raja he's been making very snarky and snide comments against india off late and it is the the tempo seems to be a little higher than what it was say even 2 years earlier when he was not the pcb chairman of course he was all sweet and honey about india and how india is such uh, ahead in cricketing abilities and you know much ahead than where pakistan is and all that that kind of changed and it probably could have coincided with india's performance um, or the lack of it in global icc tournaments and of course pakistan as a team emerging uh, with uh, some noted victories and so it seems to me that this success is gone to his head would be a strong statement i would probably say it has given him the wings that he wanted to fly anyway so it was something that was very dominant but it is also politically coincided with it is coincided with the political narrative against india which was first led by mr imran khan at the unga where he made those unparliamentary remarks associating mr uh, modi with hitler and rss and all those hindutva and religious fundamentalist and fascism and what have you that kind of got you know ratcheted up across everything now on the contrary we are seeing mr imran khan you know try to lower the sentiment as it were and make some pro india comments in some of his rallies but let's keep that conversation aside but by and large you see mr ramiz raja you know upping the ante you know we defeated the billion dollar team we can if we if they don't come and play in pakistan we'll also boycott world cup let's see who watches world cup you know those kind of i know is bit of a playing to the gallery but the analogy i'm drawing with cricket is because pakistan after religion cricket is the next big religion right um and and it's followed very intensely and lives change and and it has a big societal impact 
so it's not something that you dismiss off you know, it's another game or something like it it's a big deal for pakistan and so i i i'd see this pattern emerging where there is this you know kesara sara we'll see let's take it on so usually when people say something like that either they have something already taken care of or they are absolutely stupid <laughs> and like they say right they headed for a collision course either scenario is not good for india right i mean for the region let's not even say for india for the region what could be the potential fallouts for such an approach first let's take on the absolute ground level non glamorous hard reality is there a possibility of a nuclear exchange the answer is no i do no matter what i do not think that will happen unless it is not what the establishment does but some other person from behind and all of these things are possible say a nuclear theft is possible but do they know how to activate it or launch it i don't know but in that rare remote instance other than this i don't think that kind of a nuclear warfare is at all possible so let's rule that out for now can they engage in a conventional warfare and open a front in kashmir all over again and do something seems unlikely given the entire global attention that is there on the region right now and then basis what it has to be post an event so there has to be some big event that will happen which will give them the necessary vocabulary to say ha now i let us show them let us teach them a lesson see india did this to us now we will do this to them and that seems to be the easiest way to rile up the crowds motivate the forces and you know lead them to yet another uh, futile war as it were against india is that a possibility they that seems to be a it it does hold some merit in my view but you would still struggle that would you risk that given the fact that your economy is on the verge of being bankrupt you're almost like tank empty the white flag is out on economy right you're defaulting on multiple uh, factors would you actually risk that so then the reverse of it tells me that if you would then there is some money which is getting pumped in which we don't know of that there is some other recourse backup option plan b plan c which is there in place which is what is giving them this confidence to go out there and make such vocal comments you, you know i'm of this firm opinion that at such global levels there isn't any uh, statement made which is not well thought through at least in india's case i would at 100% be sure about it that i wouldn't think that dr jayashankar or anybody from india at a global platform would make a spur of the moment heated argument ki you know i said something and then retracted later on i don't think we have such people on board can't say the same about pakistan but it does seem unlikely that they haven't really thought through this or planned this out right and so where are they getting at with this 
what what that's the question that bothers me there is is there a bigger objective to be achieved somewhere clearly they're using the soft power much better than india is in some sense like they're taken to youtube hook line and sinker they've taken to twitter they've probably be on facebook and so on and so forth whereas the indian establishment is largely taking the higher ground i mean there are those people who are there on twitter and but that number is very small and the messaging is not very strong uh, national messaging if you will individual spats and squabbles and all that's not the nature of conversation i'm saying likewise you know, on on youtube uh, like we i don't expect prime minister modi to come on youtube and have a monkey bath kind of a session and uh, have a conversation about uh, country's geopolitical uh, situation or economic situation he addresses the nation when it needs to be done so that's absolutely all right but we are not using the power of youtube to reach out to the youth of our country as much as it should and there ought to be some kind of mechanism and there are people who who follow uh you know those who are tuned in to this for example people who listen to a podcast people who follow you know political discourses uh, the, that number is limited what you need to do is reach out to the masses is that happening from india i don't see that happening but is it happening in pakistan absolutely it is happening and so they are trying to galvanize mobilize ratchet up a mindset that we are the victims and we are going to now teach them a lesson in so far that now teach them a lesson was absent it was mostly we are the victims we have been misunderstood and we have been suffering and now they have added that we will see what they can do so this delta addition that has happened is basis what there has to be basis something and so like we ruled out those two options of going for a nuclear deterrent that ain't going to happen then the conventional strike can only happen if there is an incident or event that they can show to their public that this is india's doing and i thought uh, probably the kulbhush jadhav case or the abhinandan case would have been those some triggers but they didn't but in fact it kind of worked out very differently for them isn't it and so now that is all behind us what could be the third reason I don't know the jury is out there I'm just trying to think through as I speak and this could be completely outrageous here but I'm thinking maybe it's nothing to do with them maybe the, they know something about us maybe they know something about India or maybe there is some trouble that is brewing which we don't know at a national level maybe they have chanced upon that information and they think that India is going to become vulnerable and therefore this is like the proverbial loyan said loha garam hai mar do hatoda you know strike when the iron is hot <laughs> maybe they are thinking on those lines you don't know and uh, that would surprise me that would very very uh, highly surprise me is there a possibility can i draw a probability that is it a 10% chance of happening or a 5% chance of happening it's it's uh, it's difficult right i'm only the informed people would probably hazard a guess on that or would know something for me it seems unlikely despite all the squabbles and infighting and whatever that we have i think in matters of national security is something that uh, that people generally unite right so that only leaves with one option which is does china instigate this from the back 
background. Maybe the Chinese have said, go ahead and front this for us. See, we have given you so much money. Now it's time for you to repay us on the global stage. India has been giving us grief on the uh, Arunachal borders and everything. So let's give them some grief at a global level. And I'll take care of it. Yeah, don't worry. It's like, and that could be one of those reasons which purely from deducing and going by theory of elimination and probability, that seems to me a more likelihood, a higher probability that this is happening. And they're trying to repay their loyalty and faith. Look, thank you, China. You helped us. You backed us all this while. Now let us uh, up the ante. And if India does a misstep, then you can jump into this conversation and then together we'll fight and defeat. And then clearly if we, you and I join together and formally launch something against India, then clearly uh, Russia will have to intervene and take a side for which China is already working something with you, I guess. And then America will have to finally not be on one side. They will, I mean, uh, on both sides, they will have to be on one side. So is, is that a gamble they're willing to take? And why would China do something like that? They're saying, well, there is this uproar in my nation because of all the COVID-19 and shutdowns. And this is the first sign when there was a protest and people came out on the streets. So there's clearly a lot of snapping, quote unquote, that is happening. When I say snapping, means people's patience levels are breaking. When the regular people's patience level gives up that means a lot has happened because generally in an autocratic society they would have already been under control conditioned for years they must have been scared they're a lot at risk but if the regular people have transcended all of these steps then clearly the water is above the head and so how else do you uh, uh, distract that open a front in uh, in the northeastern region and then how do you do that you can uh, do it by getting india to provoke something or distracting india so it is such a complicated you know push and pull and you pull here i pull there you know that kind of uh, an equation but that seems to me a most likelihood is the reason why pakistan is now standing up and trying to you know, make some provocative gestures and comments. Okay, now let's zoom out a little bit and, and take a very uber level, high level objective view. So how long does this go on? Tit for tat, you said this, I said that, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And it's been on for, it's not that it started yesterday. It's been on for such a long time. The question is how much longer and what happens is like, each side is waiting for the other to blink, make a mistake, or, you know, trying to see if someone does a misstep. It's like, think of the chess board, right? These are the instances where you are, you know, you can't do a checkmate. So you keep on giving checks, checks, check, one check after the other, until this person makes a false move or gets frustrated and then leaves a door open for you to give a checkmate. That to me is quite idealistic and optimistic. <laughs> I don't think uh, there are too many people who would let that happen. And if this means it continues the same way for the next 20 years, then that's what it will be. Uh, I shudder to think the benefit that Pakistan will get by 
can they sustain this i mean one argument is well they have sustained this for ever since 1947 haven't they so they can go until 2047 right and one thing that also something to think about right the world doesn't want pakistan to go default and bankrupt because they have been threatening that if you if we go if we implode then we collectively explode you know that's been their narrative and so the world will continue to fund them so despite being uh, nearing bankruptcy they don't actually go bankrupt you know otherwise how, again, going back to the cricket analogy how do you justify a state level security shutting a city down to host a test match between england and pakistan when the country is on the brink of a debt where the price of a kilo of uh, tomatoes is nearing 1000 rupees i mean like seriously and i might be wrong on that i'm just giving you a <laughs> analogy there to think through that the the people are not able to eat they are not able to provide food there is no jobs there is no literacy that is rising what is going on and and therefore the emotions always ride high and of course the religious aspect also kicks in and so they've been trying to do this masala mix for such a long time the question is they have not reached a stage where the masala is dried up something or the other has added butter from time to time so the question is will that change if that does not change in the next 20 years then this is most likely going to continue if imf or uh, the saudi arabia funds or china's cpec or whoever keeps on adding that butter then the masala never dries up it gets overcooked yeah <laughs> but it, it, you know what i'm saying right i mean and and that's what they have figured out that you know at least in my regime in my tenure i will make the monies keep keep up with the rhetorical and then hand it over it's like a relay race right and pass on the baton to the next regime they again this is the this is the like the typical bollywood formula movie that this is what you do that you ratchet up a storm you redirect the attention towards kashmir and you know use social media and uh, make money on the other side with the foreign funds that come in and continue like that and that way i will let i will not implode and therefore not explode and so the world is also very happy so we are also very happy so why are why should anybody get worked up anyways so while all this furor and protesters happened and everything somewhere these people must be coolly chilling out and having a cup of coffee and <laughs> smirking their way off and laughing their ass off like <laughs> the look at these people the, you know the world is uh, contemplating and thinking through so many things but we know what needs to be done and you know what stuff needs to go on and so that seems to me i mean there is an unparliamentary language which i don't want to use on the podcast but hamara kat raha hai you know what i'm saying as regular people and frankly it does upset you to a, to a certain degree right uh, at the end of the day whether you are a pro modi or a anti modi you are still a citizen of india anybody insulting india at a global stage it upsets you right it it it, it is something that is um, but as as regular ordinary citizens we have a monday to get back to work to probably and that's the right thing to do we can't get riled up and caught up in all of these there are people informed people mature people who are handling all this but the fact that we can't go the other extreme of being absolutely not concerned about it 
you know you get what i'm saying right that we can't be on either end of the spectrum we can't absolutely get you know stop press moment like let me not go to work on monday and now let me go and do activism and you know join the brigade as it were that's probably not advisable and the other end of the spectrum that i'm absolutely not concerned it's none of my business let them figure out you know that's not good either so what's the right balance probably doing this podcast is the right balance and so i these kind of uh, you know riling up statements is like provocating uh, i don't know did i say the right word provocating provoking is what i'm trying to say you know you you provoke over and over and over and over again somewhere it hits home right somewhere it 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 gets to you and then you have to de you know uh, de escalate the tension within you and say hmm. uh, for some people they are not matured enough to handle this you know they they react differently they might protest they might burn effigies there will be slogans and uh, you know rallies it's like you are giving more vocabulary to this person this joker across the border he gets more vocabulary why do you, you know what they will marvel and drool at look this one statement that i gave at the unsc the whole country is burning now they're all i've impacted such a large audience such is my power of speech and they will you know drool about it the point is why give him that extra vocabulary like get on with life we have better things to do we have a work to go to on the next monday and life continues for us is the impression but i also do understand that the reverse of it like if you have not given any comment or any reaction then a reverse commentary could be peddled that oh there is no response from india maybe just maybe they are guilty because the guilty keep quiet and guilty don't respond and therefore there is see and so they can see when somebody is bent on mirroring you and trying to find or twist the story in whatever that you say it's like those pesky trolls right no matter what you say or do they will find a problem in a solution you know and so the, these people are like that so it, it is tricky it is difficult i think what the external ministry did was probably right had a curt bulleted you know five point rebuttal to whatever mr butter said and then that's it get on with life hopefully uh, we will see an end to this uh, moving forward in at least in our lifetimes well it's a never ending conversation right but i hope you enjoyed this conversation it made you think a little bit if you had any better ideas suggestions if some of my uh, thought processes are incorrect i'm happy to stand corrected but if you had some thing additional to add please 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 leave a comment a voice message you know where to reach me on my social media handles on ionisms that is on twitter on facebook or leave this voice message below and if you're so kind do please leave a review on uh, apple or spotify you know it helps till we meet the next time hopefully we'll be back with a more positive and bubbly and i have not never been bubbly chirpy that way but a more positive outlook uh, content in the subsequent episodes i hope you're enjoying this slow burn uh, podcast ideas to have a peaceful conversation peaceful discussion whether you you are on your morning walk evening walk night walk whenever um, and that's why the easy pacing is by design so till we meet the next time stay well stay safe 
keep listening to the Iron Man experience. This is your host, Iron. Peace out. <laughs>